Hey everybody, welcome back to Arcade Cozy, Cozy's Game Room on the Internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And we are coming back at you once again, Corey, with episode number 32. 32. Yeah. The big 32. Yeah, I feel like at this point we're kind of... We've kind yes. of aged away. We're we're adults yeah. now in yeah. the number of our episodes. We can't can't just make a big deal about every single one. When we hit nah. forty, when we hit fifty, like yeah, when we hit, I think get, when, let's go. When it's fifty, yeah. it's like okay, yeah. Then fifty two yeah. is like oh wow, we've done this for a year now. And then yeah, you know, yeah, so on yeah. And so forth. exactly. Um, but thirty two, not very exciting. Mm. Um, yeah. Too bad. Sorry if you're if you're thirty two. I'll be thirty two in a couple of years. So you know. I hope it's a great right there with for you. you. Yeah. 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 I hope it's, I hope it is too. Um, Corey, how's your week been? It's been, uh, it's been a good week. Yeah. I got nothing to complain about. Been, uh, really solid. Played some D and D today. Played some D and D earlier this week too. Very nice. My soccer team got smoked in the spring season. Oh um, no. Um, and yeah. Played some played some video games. Yeah, it's been okay. a, a pretty good week, I would say. How's your week been, man? It's been good. We've uh, it's been busy. We've had you know works. We've had kind of like a crank up with work. Um, the kittens that we got a few weeks ago, they got spayed earlier this Ooh. week, and they've been kind of a nightmare because one of them is just super energetic, so trying to get her to calm down has been a nightmare. The other one, we think her incision got infected. So she's on antibiotics, but she's been kind of like, she's been kind of lethargic and she has to wear a cone all the time because she won't stop licking it. So we're having some, it's just, it's kind of like the polar ends of the spectrum. Um, And then just house stuff. Um, There's a whole... There's a whole story there. Maybe we'll just have yeah. a podcast, but um, yeah, we're we've got a house that we are trying to get ready to potentially sell. So we're just doing a little bit of work on the weekends, trying to get it all cleaned up and presentable. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been it's been a process. It's been yeah. a lot of stuff. Feels like it's just just going. And then you know, middle of the week, my boss just. Text me and it's like, hey, I'm gonna come up on Thursday. I hope you're not busy. I'm like, well, sh- shut up. I'm not now. You, you. <laughs> it's like, I was like, okay, great. That's had nothing else to do except hang out with you. I guess um, appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of fun stuff. But yeah, I've also had the chance to play some games. Uh, mainly, mainly, it feels like it's just been late. Like it's been one of those things where. For the longest time, a lot of my game time has been like earlier in the morning, whenever I can kind of get up and have some coffee or, Mm -hmm. you know, right after my daughter goes down before we kind of like settle in. But lately it's been like wife goes to bed and I'm up till two or three playing like I'm in high school, school. college (laughs) again, (laughs) just because it's the it's the only time that I have to actually play it yeah and also it's one of those things where like i I mean elden ring has been my main go-to on that recently it's just i mean it feels like in in a good way but it feels like i'm not like i'm just not making progress yeah like i'm everything i do like i'm i'll every session i'm beating a boss and i'm doing that i'm clearing this area and i'm doing this thing and it's like I don't even feel like I'm moving the needle. 
I feel like the game is just so massive. Yeah. That, and there's so much that I want to do in it that I just, I can't, I can't get any closer than it. <laughs> I'm going. trying. I want yeah. to be the Elden Lord, but the game won't let me. Well, I mean, partially, yeah. I mean, I'm still, like at this point, I'm 40 hours in. And I mean, as from my estimate or from like, reading other people's stuff. Like I am a good, I'm probably at like level 75 to 80 somewhere in there. Yeah. And most people say like, you have to be around like 120 to actually like, Oh, to comfortably beat the, (laughs) the end boss. You'd love to hear that. Yeah. I mean, so I am, I'm still potentially a ways off. I mean, obviously some of that skill and some of that's whatever, but, um, but also too, I mean, at the same time, like I don't mind it. Like I'm, I, it's, it is, it's similar to Breath of the Wild in that way where it was just yeah. like, it was this magical clicking point where it was just like, I just want this to keep going. I yeah. just want it to, I don't care if this is the game that I'm mainly playing for like three months. Like this is just, yeah. this is it. fine. Yeah. Like, this is this is fine with me, um, and I mean, what else? What else is out there? We got Strangers of Paradise. True. We got um, Kirby we got, this uh, week. Yeah, Kirby, Kirby, um, Ghostwire Tokyo, Tiny Tina. Yeah, um, Horizon stuff. Forbidden West. No, <laughs> boo! I'm just kidding. I'll, I want to play Forbidden West, um, but Corey, today, I mean, mainly, you know, we want to. We want to kind of, I, you know, derailed us with my Elden Ring love Man, and affirmations. Um, Nothing wrong with but, that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, today we want to clean up a little bit on Triangle Strategy. You and I both have played a little bit more. Um, Project Convictions of the Scales Strategy. Yes. Yes. yes triangles. Maybe. Yes. Um, yes. The, the scales have weighed us and found us as shapes yeah um and then you finished up forbidden west right i did finish forbidden west yes earlier today rolled credits and yeah lots of thoughts all yeah not all good but like 98 percent good okay very nice we'll uh we'll have we'll hear from your corner for a little bit a little uh uh non-spoilery discussions of course um and then after the break we want to talk about um the hogwarts legacy a little bit um mainly i kind of want to i want to head that off because i know that um you know our main reasoning for wanting to talk about it is the state of play recently and some of the controversies that have kind of surrounded just i mean you know for lack of a better term, the legacy of yes. Hogwarts yeah. legacy. Um, and I know for some listeners, like they may kind of, it, that may be kind of like a triggering kind of conversation or something they don't necessarily want to listen to. So just heading it off, just saying from the outset and like, you know, that's where we're going to be after the break. Yep. Um, so if that's not somewhere you want to listen, then hop out before then um, and you will be good. Yeah. Um, but Corey, let's talk some triangle strategy. Let's talk some strategy triangle, man. Where are you at? Where are you at in it? 
So I am chapter 11. Okay. Um, I, I won't spoil it, but I am, if you've played Triangle Strategy, I mean, obviously, like, you can count chapters. Yeah. So you can probably figure out where I am. But um, I'm after, there's a trial that happens. Um, okay. okay. I am after that. Um, so, so yeah, I have been running into, I think, you know, some of the, well, before I, where, where are you? I'm starting to dive into my own I, stuff. Where are you? <laughs> I'm in chapter eight. I think beginning of chapter eight, and I have just done a scales of conviction where I know the the decision I made was a stupid one, but I couldn't okay. help myself, if that makes okay. sense. Okay. Yeah. Like, I think you are at least like listening to that and listening to you. I think you were probably around where I was when we spoke last week. Yeah. Because this is what your second scales is that right? Second or third one, I think. Okay, I think it's like technically okay. the third one because you do the one on the bridge, right, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's my third one. And, okay, you may uh, be a little bit further than I was last week. Then the, the dude from the noble house came and presented his idea. Okay, and okay, yeah, I, you're a little bit further than I was then. Yeah, and I'm. I'm looking at it, and I've done the side quest. I'm like, this is a bad idea. But guess uh, who yes. loves bad okay. decisions? Yes. Me. I, okay. I know. I know what you're what you're getting at. Um, but I mean, how are you? How are you feeling about it? Feelings the same? Feelings have changed? How are you? How are you going? Um, feelings are the same. I think that's a good thing. Like, I'm still very much okay. enjoying it. Um. I think uh, the battles have gotten like tough, like yep. very tough. And the game doesn't, I don't think the game shies away from it either. Like, especially in like the dialogue and cutscenes, they're like, yeah, if you do this, like it's going to be really tough. Like, yep. you know, they're, they have more people than we do. Like, it's going to be a tough fight. And I respect the game, like owning it of like, hey, we respect this decision that you're going to make. And, Specifically, like the one in chapter seven, like it gives you two options for a decision, and I can't see any reason why you ever pick one of them. So the game's just like, yeah, yeah you're gonna do this really tough fight, and just right. so you're aware, it's gonna be really tough. Even with this like gimmick that we have in place, it's gonna be tough to pull off this yep. gimmick on the map. But yep. all that's to say, I'm really enjoying it. Combat um, makes sense. Rolls, I think, make very are very clear and defined like i think you said it last week you have like two or three people who are like these are your heavy hitters everyone else does some sort of like utility or support that makes your life easier in these fights yep. or yep. offers a way to um change like how you take on fights like specifically you have your primary healer that you get early on and there's another healer who's like a mounted healer who does something mm -hmm. different. So you can have both and one's going to be from range, but the other one's going to be able to like move a lot faster, be more in melee and like help like your front line a lot more yeah. than the other one would. And it's just like, okay, for different fights, like this could work really well. And for a fight where things are going to be spread out a ton, um, like it's great to be able to have like this, character who can like run back and forth to different parts of the map to pop off like some healing 
um, compared to the other one who has very limited range of motion, who has to heal from range, and sometimes you can't get there, or you have to put her in harm's way, and she's going to down much faster than the mounted one, and so on and so forth. Right. Yeah. And yeah, like I'm digging it. I think it still takes itself a little too seriously, but it is letting you breathe a bit more now that you're later mm-hmm. on. It's kind of taken like its hand a little off the pole, still very much like hitting you with like lots of plot, lots of exposition, lots of like yeah. breakdowns of it, but it's no, it's not as suffocating that it, as it was early on in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. It's, I'm still like, I, I do feel like I've, I don't know. I, so I, I do wish that there was a little bit more of the actual like combat mm-hmm. to triangle strategy because I mean, uh, legitimately, I mean, it, it, it is kind of light on it. Like, yeah. you have kind of like one battle per chapter, and there's some like side battles that you can do at the bar that are essentially like their mental mock battles, and you yeah. can use them to kind of like level up and get some extra items. But, you know, there isn't a ton that there isn't, there aren't a ton of opportunities to dig in and fight. It very much, has a pretty heavy, strong focus on the narrative in a way mm-hmm. that I wasn't expecting. Um, not that I didn't think that it was going to be like this grandiose kind of tale or whatever, but you're right. Like it, it does kind of take itself seriously and it does lean in a little too much on the exposition and just, you know, hitting you with it kind of over and over and over again. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I am like, as I'm getting further along in the fights, like, and I'm seeing them get progressively, not just more difficult in the sense that it's like, Oh, there are more people and they hit harder and whatever, but like they are actually requiring strategy. Like, um, not, not spoiling it, but there's a fight that you'll get to in a bit where like you're up on this elevated platform and it's small and there isn't really a, like there, there is an elevation. I mean, there, there is elevation below, but like on the platform itself is just flat. Right. And so much of like the opposing forces, like their main skill is pushing you. So they'll push you right off into like a bed of spikes and like, And so you're incentivized to kind of do the same thing. Like, okay, well, I'm going to focus. I need to actually win this fight. I can't, like, whenever I went into that fight, I didn't take my mages. I didn't even take a healer. Because it was like, I can't, I can't just have somebody who's going to be standing on this tiny platform. I need people who can actively, like, push. Who can actively, like, do. And, like, again, I mentioned him last week, but there's a character who's, like, big thing is... Oh, I build ladders and yeah. oh, like I have a trap I got that launches you the other direction. Yeah. And he's come in a lot of handy recently because there've been a number of like, like this situation, yeah. it was like, oh, this person falls off this, this platform. Let me build a ladder. Yeah. Let me get them back up here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the stuff like that, I'm really digging because it does really, I mean, again, it does feel like it's not just, well, let me bring my 
let me just make a team full of heavy hitters. Because right. like in that fight, even though like and even though like Ash, who is like a rogue type yes. character that you start off with at the beginning, Love who's her. like a really Right. She's a pretty, you know, baller hero that you get to have on your team. But she, I mean, effectively was useless in that fight. Because like in most cases, it was like, okay, they're higher level than me. We're not really dealing that much damage. There was one character who, whenever he hit you, like whenever he attacked, he also had this like AOE debuff that anybody who oh. was adjacent to him, like it lowered their attack damage. Ooh. So like the characters like Serenoa, the main character and Ash, I mean, who could only deal damage? Like, yeah, normally they could deal good damage, but whenever they're, damage was lowered and they had no other utility. It was like, what's the point? Why are you yeah. here? And like that kind of stuff I am really enjoying. I just, I wish there were more of it. I yeah. wish that, you know, and, and again, like, I don't know, I don't know that it's completely fair to compare it to something like Final Fantasy tactics where that was like, cause I, I mean, even though it's an homage to it, it's not like, trying to be the next Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. But like the Final Fantasy Tactics games, they had a lot of exposition and also had a lot of fights. So, I don't know. It's like, maybe it picks up more. I don't know. Maybe the last maybe. few chapters are just like, fight, 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 fight. We're going. Um, but, yeah, that, that's the only thing is like, I do wish I had more opportunities to kind of flex that muscle and right. really kind of like, try different strategies, try different things. Like, um, but, but yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I think I'm, I think overall, like if I were to measure my hype on it, I am a little less into it than I thought I would be. Yeah. Like probably overall, like, Same. you know, whenever you take the combination of the voice acting and some of the like overly serious storytelling and some of the like, you know, fewer fights than I was hoping for. Um, you know, I'm probably just a tad cooler on it than I thought I was going to be, but I still like it. I still am enjoying it a lot. So, I mean, I, I think I'm in the same boat. It's one of those things where I was very excited for it, but it has such a cold start and kind of like cold first, like three, four chapters of just like mm -hmm. One early on, like the combat's fun, like it's good, but it's not that like tactical like aspect that you yeah. were promised. Yeah. And it's definitely gotten to that point now. Maybe still a little lacking from where I'm at, but like I can I see like where it's yeah. gonna go. So like that keeps me very hopeful for it. But in terms of like the narrative and the hand holding at times, I, I'm comparing it to Octopath Traveler, which has no story at all and yep. focuses solely on like its battle mechanics, which are top, top notch and very fun. Yep. And like, it's the same studio and I'm looking at the studio. I'm like, okay, like third time's the charm. Like I know whatever you're going to make next is going to be like the best of both worlds of what we're going to get. And it is going to absolutely positively blow our doors away. And yeah, I am. <clears throat> for that now are we okay because hold on a second i don't because i thought this before i don't think they're the same studio that did octopath 
Are you sure? Um, I know it's like considered like a spiritual sequel to Octopath. Yeah. Um, okay, so Octopath, because Triangle Strategy was developed by Art Dink. Art okay. Dink. Um, which, looking through their Wikipedia, other than Triangle Strategy, most of their stuff has been game adaptations of anime. Okay. Um, but nothing that I recognize, really. Okay. Um, Octopath was, de- was developed by Square in collaboration with a company called um, Acquire, which I'm not familiar with. Um, hmm. So Triangle Strategy developed by Art Dink, published by Square. Octopath developed by Square in collaboration with Acquire. Um, so, which Acquire is also kind of in the same boat. They have, most of their stuff is just adaptations of, um, what's it called? Anime. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's the difference. I think it's probably like, I feel like it's gotta be a probably, lot of the same people who are on both because it, feels like especially the conversation the dialogue i mean the art style is one thing but like <clears throat> yeah i don't know they feel very close to one another in my opinion they they do and there's probably there's probably kind of a guiding hand with square because i mean they also have that with the new um dragon quest 3 remake yeah. that's coming out mm-hmm. um you know there's probably kind of a guiding hand there where they do have kind of this um Maybe this kind of vision of mm-hmm. these pixelated, like where they rather than them being like true pixel art, like right. having this kind of diorama style. So maybe that, maybe that's kind of the like through line is just like, yeah, these are developed by different companies, but Square's like influence on it is really kind of pushing this mm-hmm. in. Um, Cause I mean, looking at it, I mean, like, well, hold on, hold on. Here's a connection. Okay. We found it. Same producer. Ah. Tomoyo, Tomoya Asano. Uh, not familiar with them. Um, oh, he was also the producer on Bravely Default 2. What? Look at that. And Bravely Bra- Default. Look at that. And Bravely Second. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, interesting. So he's he he might be the be the guiding hand yeah. in all of this. Yeah. Who knew? All right, T- Tomoya. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm no. Try- you're good. Dude. I'm trying. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. I honestly like that was kind of my impression too. I figured it was like a lot of the same people at the very least, or that yep. it was like pretty intimately connected. Um. But the fact that it's like two completely different studios and has very little connection is interesting. Um, okay. Hmm. Interesting. That's to say um, with Square Enix being the guiding hand, I imagine there's another one down the pipeline of these because they're, they've sold well. And um, at least I know Octopath has, I assume triangle strategy has, cause I've seen not a ton of talk because Elden ring is kind of like, you know, 
the black hole that's sucking in everyone. But there, I've still seen yeah. like plenty yeah. of other talk about strategy and that people are enjoying it. So I expect a third one down the line that's going to like nail it all on the head, like get combat down and narrative down in like a seamless fashion. Because I will say like Octopath and Triangle Strategy, like, I enjoy the characters a lot. I enjoy the world that it's set in. I there's not a ton of story in Octopath, but I appreciated the individual character tales and I'm a pre and I really like the story and triangle strategy. It's just, it's too much story and strategy. And it was just yeah. too much fighting in Octopath with no little story. And yeah. So, yeah. 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 I don't know. We can, everybody look forward to, um, Project Hexagon coming out in 2024. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be an RTS, maybe. Yeah. Card game. Card game. Yeah. Oh, I I saw, this is random, that they had released another voice of cards. Not like a DLC, but like a whole another one. I'm like, yep. Do I go pick that up? I think I might. Yeah. So it's funny because I saw that like right whenever it came out. And I thought that I texted it to you. No. And yeah. then I completely forgot about it. And then a couple of days ago, it popped up again. Somebody was talking about it. And I was like, I was like, oh, I think I forgot to send that to Corey. And I was like, wait a second. I sent that to Corey. He's, I was like, I'm not going to send it to him. I already sent that to him. <laughs> Update, sir. You did not send it to me. You did not send it to me at um, all. Hold on. Yeah. Let's... Yeah. A brand new voice of cards, which I mean is kind of neat considering the voice of cards. I mean, the first one, like, I mean, I, the reception I'm sure was fine, but I can't imagine like it sold a ton of copies. Like, let's see voice of cards, the forsaken maiden. It is $30, which if it's similar to the original voice of cards, that's far too much money in my opinion. How Uh, much was the original voice cards? I think it was $30 as well. And that, okay. I mean, hot take. I mean, that's, I think, a game series that should be like $15. Like, yeah. It's, it was good. It was fun. Like I said, um, you know, offered like a new, a new take on it. Um, but $30 for like a 10 hour game that offers like a very streamlined story with like some side quest. I mean, it, you are not getting your bang for your buck, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. Just my just one man's take. <clears throat> yeah. Um if that was a series, if it, if I could play it on my phone, I don't know if this one's on mobile, but if it was on mobile and it was like 15 bucks, I'd be sold. I'd be in. Okay. But 30 is just too much for like what yeah. little you get, in my opinion. Yeah. 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 I get that. Um mm. side note before you step over to hearing about your Forbidden West um, conclusion. Um, forgot about this one too, <clears throat> but they're uh, Live Alive. That comes out in a few yes. months. That's also got that um, HD really? 2D. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, yes, no, um, I knew that. <clears throat> yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's a remake of an, like a super Famicom game. Yeah. Um, so it's not a brand new thing, but I mean, it's, I mean, yeah. neither is dragon quest three. I mean, it's a, it's a remake of that. Um, but yeah, it's very much, it looks a lot like Octopath. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially yeah. considering that you take the role of 
what is it like seven different people from different I think it's eight lines. it might be eight yeah. I, um let me see one two three four five six seven wait a second eight people what wow <clears throat> octopath alive live a path traveler am i right everybody what? he is right <clears throat> look at that um yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that too comes out july 22nd 2022 uh oh, that's a good that's right near my mom right near my mommy's birthday so nice. maybe i'll buy it for me <laughs> for her birthday exactly there you go there you go <clears throat> that's a ways down the line but so yeah yeah um but Corey, uh, how are you? So how you you've been very hot on Forbidden West in the yes. middle of all of the Elden Ring hype. Yeah, oh yeah, you have just persevered. I through have. the Forbidden West, and have. you have seen the credits roll. You've seen the golden oh, light, the credits the rolling so over good. the hill. Um, so what did what did you think? Uh, lukewarm. Just medium, medium rare. Okay, let's roll. So, wrap with it earlier today. Um, And here we go. Nine out of ten, I would say. Great overall game. World offers very refreshing and new things. In most corners, the environment changes very well. Um, It offers, like, fresh ways of combat and um, traversal like throughout the world. Um, so top tier there, especially the combat where, especially coming from zero dawn to where like taking off machine parts was like Mm -hmm. a key element, I would say into like your monster hunting into like combat. But there was definitely like some easy ways to cheese things, especially taking down like a thunder jaw was if you took off it's, like rocket launchers, like you're basically going to kill it immediately once you have one of those in your hand, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, and they've toned that back in this game. And then they've made it like a huge deal of breaking off like specific machine parts and like taking out different things. And to where your arrows basically do no damage, they do a little bit, but your goal is essentially to rip off like machine parts that offer like crucial elements. Um, to the machines when you're fighting them to essentially make the fight easier for you as you go. And that is like the best and easiest way to take things down. And I appreciate like that, like shift to it. No longer are like bombs super overpowered. No longer okay. can you like, if I take a thunder jaws, like disc launcher, like I'm going to take down maybe a quarter of its health with that. No longer. It's not like I shoot all four and it's dead anymore, you know? Yep. And I really appreciated that shift. It made combat more engaging and made the setup for combat more engaging. I'm laying down more traps. I'm using the trip caster far more than I ever did in the first game. And yeah, I very much enjoyed that. And I think where the first game shined was that its main quest was very compelling and very interesting as you're learning like the secrets of like how things played out, but it lacked in the side content. I think Forbidden West is side quests are where it really shines. And the main story is where it's kind of all over the place. It is a roller coaster of like shifting tones between like the tribal elements and like the sci-fi future thing that I don't think landed very well at all, especially towards the okay. end. That makes sense. It goes like off the rails in ways that like you can't imagine. I'm just like, 
Hmm. I don't think that was good, if that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> um, and so, like, <clears throat> I don't know if it's a hot take, but having wrapped, I'm like, the main yep. story was not, it felt very rushed. And it was one of those things where I'm like, you could have found a way to spread this out across, like, two games, I think. Like, had this game be, like, a lot of the tribal elements and, like, discovering the secret that's, like, revealed to you super early on in this game than, like, the rest of it being, like, the third game. Mm-hmm. But they introduced something towards the end, too, where, like, it sets up another game. Um, oh, okay. So, I guess, like, spoilers, but not, like, super spoilers. Like, there's, there was always going to be a yeah. third one of these games, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, like, they introduce it kind of late of, like, why there's going to be a third one. Um, but, yeah, so I think that, like, the main story just kind of being a little everywhere uh, towards the end, like, earlier today, I'm just kind of like... I kind of is one of those things like I wish I would just kept doing what I was doing instead of like aiming to finish, if that makes sense, because that wasn't great. Okay. Still enjoyed okay. it, but left a lot to be desired. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, overall, like the characters are very fun to be around. They offer very like great like stories, specifically like one of them, one of the Tanakh that you meet, like who joins like kind of your crew has a very like. I think empowering story of how he changes and like grows to accept almost his new role in the world. Like some events happen that kind of changes his like perspective and things that like he was doing. And he like kind of joins like your quest in that and his like side quest that you kind of go about. I was just like, this is great. Like this, I, I am about this. Um, Okay. And I mean, it's kind of the same through a lot of those side content and, the, uh, and like the quests that you find out across the world and like who you meet, like really kind of drive the game's message forward of like the first game, Aloy does a lot of things alone. And in this game, she like learns like there's power and like letting others help you. There's power and like you don't have to keep secrets like the like silence okay. does in the first game. Like he kept secrets and like, look where that got him. Like you, you don't need to do that. Like, this is like what it looks like letting people in, letting people help you. And like, there's a world for them to discover just as much as the world is there for you to discover. And I, I found that very like fruitful as like Aloy's like lets her walls down of like, yeah, like, no, like you're, here's like your focus. You're going to learn like what it means to do this. Like we're in this together. We're trying to save the world. Like, I can't do it alone. She never outright says that, but it's just, like, very much her, like, being like, I can't do this alone. Like, I need these people to help. And it's, like, her her taking their opinions, like, working through things. And it's good. Like, it is great. Um, Where I think I didn't like the game was kind of back to the main story and a little bit back to, um, I think they tried to fit too much into this game if that makes sense i know like a lot of open world games are always like let's be the biggest baddest like open world game there's ever been and i think horizon did that and succeeded in forbidden west really well but they added so many new machines so many cool cities and like tribe like the tribal cities that they built and they didn't really utilize them a ton if that makes sense okay like the trimmer tusk, the big elephant that you saw in all the marketing and all of that in San Francisco, 
all the marketing, everything was around kind of like that, you know? I think yep. you fight two across the entire main story. Uh, like, really? Okay. You can go out and find them. Uh, it might only be one, actually, now that I'm trying to, now that I'm like kind of digging back through it. But a lot of like the new machines that they introduced is kind of like a one and done thing. You can find them throughout the world. In San Francisco, you go there for, I think, two story missions, and there's a couple, very maybe like two or three side quests there. Not a lot. And that's it. You don't really spend any time there at all. Okay. And outside of the main, um, like capital of the Tanath, you don't. And one of the others, because there's like multiple tribes that make up the Tanakh that are like, they're a whole unit. You only go to two of like the main, like I would say five cities that they have. The others, like you can go there for like side quests and like to discover them, but the main story never drives you there. And the, okay. the whole like rebels and like the villain that they introduced, very underused as well. And it's one of those things where I'm just like, Kind of how I was saying before, they really, I think, could have honed in on this Game of Thrones, um, Forbidden West, like the tribal warfare for the second game as she's just trying to figure mm-hmm. out kind of like what's going wrong and like have the reveal instead of trying to clump it all into one. Because I think it kind of just, right. again, was very uneven, a little all over the place. I think that's honestly probably why i played the game so long just because anytime i did a main story mission i was always just kind of like i would rather be going to thornmarsh down in the lowland tribes and like helping like the general and the leader down there like figure out like they don't have any running water like their water's red um and it's like poisoning them like how can we like help bring like this village back to like a healthy spot and like you're working okay. with her and like other like troops to like, and you figure out what's going on and like you fix it and like the village is healed and a bunch of them are like, you know, thank you for doing this. And like, they're, they're coming to you with like some other issues and you're like, yeah, I'm here to help. Like, what can I do? And I'd love that. And then like you play a full game of like game of Thrones out in the desert tribe. Like, and those were where I think the game shined the most and where it's like pushing and pulling you with like very like grounded, I think issues Mm -hmm. and problems. And then it would flip like to this like massive sci-fi, like like problem. I'm just like, like, that's cool. I think this is like a very interesting world, but the pacing and tone is just so everywhere with this, that, you know, they, it was one of those things had, they pushed it really far and I think they did a great job in a majority of the areas, but I think they pushed it too far with like the main story that just made the rest of the game feel so uneven and the parts that were really good. They just did not utilize enough in my opinion. Interesting. It's one of those yep. things where it's just like, you're wanting more, which kind of feels weird to say, cause you're wanting more and wanting less at the same time. Right. Like, yeah. Don't you introduce like 20, 25 new machines and you only get a real taste at like one of them each time through the story. There's never like, you know, a second chance at them. There's there's never a fight like where they have a bunch of rebels on the back of the tremor tusk where you're like trying to fight them all at once. Not a thing. Just solely in the marketing. 
And yeah, it was a little frustrating, a little annoying because I'm just like, I was okay. kind of expecting this as well. I was wanting and throughout the game, I'm wanting more of it because you do so well when you bring in like not even the set piece fight. It's just like, hey, you're rolling up on this. Like, take it down however you want. I'm like, give me more of that. And the game just never would. And they're like, yeah, but yeah. here's like the sci fi, like new, like mystery like these enemies like here's that take that on i'm like that's boring it's it was a lot of this because it was a lot of the same fight just over and over again yeah Yeah. um that didn't offer too much of a challenge once you really knew what you were doing and yeah i'm just like oh that was i'm hoping for dlc when they bring the dlc in that it's kind of how the frozen wilds was like very much like based on the banuth the bun Banook, but the Banook, the Banook, and it was just really. Yep. Cool. There was like some of the Zero Dawn element there, and like the Cauldron there, but it was primarily like was focused on them and like their inner workings. And that I hope mm-hmm. when they bring in the DLC for Forbidden West, that it's really just focused on the Tanakh and like their building post this game, and like how that works. Yeah. Because yeah. That's just where the game shined the most. And that's where I always had the most fun. That's where it was always just the most thrilling, offering something new, different perspectives, different takes. And when it wasn't doing that, it was just trying to be something that it wanted to be and just never could find the right footing for it. Okay. So, which kind of sucks. Interesting. Yeah. Sucks to say, but it was one of those things. Like, I still loved it. Nine out of ten might be my game of the <clears> year. <throat> but that's just where I'm at, yeah. having finished it, you know, six hours ago. Kind of a thing yeah. of where I really honed in on the main story like the past couple of days, and it was just like no near as engaging as any of the other stuff before. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I'm yeah, at. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing because because um, I I mean at least for me I don't know what your kind of thoughts from Zero Dawn were specifically, but like for me my mind was very much kind of the opposite where I was very engaged in the core story, but the side stuff just did not do it for me. I mean, um, that was my thoughts on Zero Dawn too. Yeah. And it's, and I think that that's just kind of one of the big core issues with modern open world games is just the need to do so much stuff to pack in so many things. Like, there is part of it that like, okay, yeah, I see the point that if you add in a bunch of different activities and a bunch of different things that you're giving everybody something to do. But it does kind of create this thing where it's like, especially in that case, like if the thing that you were creating that is not so good potentially is like your core story, the thing that everybody has to do, then that really does kind of like it weakens the argument for why there's so much other stuff in general. Cause it's like, why am I, why am I going through this core story? Why am I going through some of this other stuff when there is this other, like, why are you making me mm-hmm. do the stuff I don't want to do? And, and even still, I mean, again, with core, um, like with open world games kind of today in general, like that, even if you, even if that's not the case, even if the core story is wonderful, there's still always that kind of 
like issue in the background, because if you're any sort of completionist, you're always looking anytime you look at the map, you're being reminded mm-hmm. of all of the things you haven't done. Um, and it's one of the big, you know, again, not to like come back in on Elden Ring or Breath of the Wild or something like that, but that is one of the big things with Elden Ring is like it. I mean, all of the, so many of the things that I feel like I'm yeah. doing, I would have had no idea existed. I mean, there are complete, like there are complete cities that are just lost underground. Like you stumble into this place, you go down an elevator and now you're in this underground city that has like multiple hours of content and that you like revisit multiple times, like different points and for different reasons and whatever. And it's like there you look at the map and all you're seeing is like, okay, this is where I can fast travel to. And like, Hey, I marked this thing over here and here's like, here's this note or whatever. But like, they're not all these icons, not all these like, Oh, here's a point where you can gather this. And here's the thing where you can farm this place. And this is what you can do over here. And so like, there isn't this constant reminder. That's like, I have all of this stuff to do. It's like, I look at the map and I'm like, well, what do I want to do? Yeah. Where do I want to go? Like, I'm not being told constantly that there's all of this stuff that I need to do that I should be doing. Um, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's the, that was the thing that like felt like such a breath air, breath of fresh air going into Elden Ring was just like, I, I feel like even though it feels like the, the conversation has drifted so much to like, this is what we want. Like a lot of people are like, Hey, just give us something that yeah, we where we can just kind of explore and kind of figure it out and just kind of like go and get lost. And there are so few games that have done that, it feels like effectively. And it like I think it does. I mean, it, it's there are plenty of great games that go by kind of the tried and true formula that we've been doing for years and years. And plenty of times it works, but I think, yeah, I mean, kind of given some of the conversation that you've been having with, um, forbidden West, it also shows that whenever some of the stuff doesn't quite hit, it can potentially weigh down the experience. It can potentially make it to where it's like, that wasn't like this, this kind of, I'm seeing some of the cracks here. I'm seeing some of the issues. I'm seeing like some stuff that I really didn't like is really kind of hitting me a little harder than I thought. And Kind of rolling with from just wrapping up some like final thoughts on it, like Zero Dawn, like core story, amazing because I think it holds the reveal almost like the perfect amount of time. Like he, like you're slowly learning things, but like it gives you like the reveal at the towards the end that kind of I think clicks everything into place. And while that's just my take on Zero Dawn okay. of like uh, who Elizabeth was and like what Ted Farrow did and and like how it all shook out. Like you're like seeing like the bits and pieces throughout the main story. I might be misremembering because it's been some years, but I feel like towards the end, like it fell in place and you kind of learned like how everything shook out and it kind of leaves you with a little bit with that like hollow feeling of right. like, wow, okay, that's what happened. That really sucks. And its side content and cities were very like stale, I think is a good way to put it. Like offered very little life. Were interesting, like the cities were, and like the different like cultures and tribes. Yep. But it never like pushed those to like explain like more on their history and depth, in my opinion, at least. 
And it felt so interesting that they were all just like singular yeah. like cities and there wasn't too much more. And then in Forbidden West, it changes yeah. that over where the main yeah. story, it gives you the reveal like almost out the gate of like, oh, so this is what's going on. And then it's like solving that issue from there. And it's side content and it's tribes and everything were so different because like on your way to like one of the area's capitals, it was always like, yeah, you're going to come across like two or three different villages of like substantial size that all have different leaders, all have different like problems of their own within like this community, if that makes sense of like, yeah, down up in the Sky Clan or yeah, with the Sky Clan, like there's like two other very large like cities that you can visit with like three other like little outpost villages on top of their main, main city there that all have different inner workings and different problems going on that offer more in like their lore, their history and like why like they live here and like why they do what they do compared to the others. And then looking at Zero Dawn, it was just like, yeah, we're the Nora. That's what we have going on. Like this is a kind of a thing. Right. And yeah, that's where it really shown and this is also one of those things where i don't have a problem with the in games but i think forbidden west specifically would have benefited it has a really cool thing that it introduces i don't want to spoil it for you you've probably seen it before but i don't want to spoil it for anyone else that shows up almost at the end of the game and it it basically i went from Towards the end, like kind of fast traveling everywhere, just kind of like bebopping around like pretty quickly, like knocking out stuff to where like I I stopped. It was just like, this is how I am going through the rest of the map now. This is how I am exploring like from here on out. And it that was a revelation by the end of like how fun it was, but just how good it was as well. That I'm like, I wish you would have introduced this like main story. You know, you know, 10 hours ago for me, it was like, I wish I, I wish I had, I finished the game. I think yeah. at like 51 yeah. hours. I'm like, I wish I would have had this like 30 hour, 30 on kind of a thing because it is just so <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. jaw dropping. And I'm like, I, I'm upset that like you waited till like the second, if not like the last like mission to introduce this. And it's still a thing. Like you can still like post game, like it's there, like go on, like have fun. But it was like, you you really should have like brought this in earlier. Great, great mechanic, great, like very fun. Like you crushed it. But man, this would have been something a lot cooler to have early on. And so sometimes games, yep. it's like they had this huge reveal that they like, I feel like they always wait till the last moment to show it off kind of thing. I'm like, yeah, but this is so cool. Like, why wait so long? You know, just for because what so many people finish yeah. a game yeah. and like me, I'm going to, I finished forbidden West. I'm probably, I might pick it up later this year if I decide to like go for the platinum, but I'm probably not going to pick it up for months now. And like, this was, this was a really cool thing. Oh, that wow. I did okay. for like the last like three days. Um, and I'm not going to like experience it too much more outside of that. Like I'm fully anticipating like jumping into Elden yeah. ring, like maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day it'll kind of shake out. I want to pick up Kirby as well this week. I might play the demo, but like Forbidden West is yep. just like, I had a great time. Like I said, nine out of 10 might be game of the year. I don't know, but yeah, I might not touch it again until July or August when I'm like, let's go back and like, see if we can't scrape that platinum. Cause I'm 
think I only have like 10 trophies left yeah. for it. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, why not? You know? But till then, like, yeah. this great yeah. thing that you brought in, I'm just not going to see a ton of it because I'm done with, I'm done with the game. And yeah. 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 Sorry. That was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I do not blame you for, um, some of those thoughts just cause yeah, I mean, it's yeah. game bloat is a big thing, which I think, I mean, honestly, I think we should have an, have an episode about, we should be solved. We're looking at you. Of, like, you know, the progression of just, yeah. I mean, some of the progression of that in general, like how we kind of got to this point where it was like, okay, every game needs to be like, we have a thousand hours of content and like, that's a good thing. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a thing. But Corey, um what I want to do is you've heard me talk okay. enough about Elden Ring. We don't we don't need to we don't need to dig into that. Um plus you'll be picking I'm it up be talking you about it. you'll be talking about it. Um but Corey, I want to I want after the break I want to talk about your um other potential goatee contender uh for 2022 oh. Hogwarts oh, Legacy. Okay. Uh okay. we will <laughs> be right back. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all right Corey. um hogwarts legacy how do we want to get the elephant out of the room yeah lead, lead us off um talk talk about um so hogwarts legacy was shown in a state of play earlier this week hogwarts legacy is a game that has been in development for a little while um in combination with some of the um, old developers of like some of the Disney infinity mm-hmm. um, properties and also WB who has done, I mean, they're, they like have kind of Arkham primary. Yeah. I mean, they have the primary distribution for the license for the films and stuff, but they also, I mean, that's where Arkham came from. And so, I mean, like there's good pedigree there. Um, and it's set to come out this year. Um, yep. but why are we talking about it, Corey? Like what's the, what's, what's the big deal? I mean, other than it being Harry Potter, which is like a much beloved, uh, I mean, franchise. the Harry Potter is a much beloved franchise, but I think, uh, probably a lot of people have a similar feeling is that it's, it's tough to love it now. And it's tough to be very excited for this game because JK Rowling, frankly, sucks. Like <laughs> she's kind of, you know, the worst. Um, and I think that's kind of what has a lot of people, um, rightly upset and not wanting to play this game because she is very transphobic, supports a lot of like transphobic legislator over in the UK, um, and says a lot of very harmful things. And quite frankly, like as much as like, I love the Harry Potter books and like what they did for me in a very difficult time. Cause I read them later in life when I just was like very like depressed, very upset and not like a great place. And those books brought, I don't know, a lot of happiness brought like, um, a way to like wrestle with that brought me a lot of comfort and joy. They have a lot of issues, like a lot of issues that like, there isn't a really good justifiable explanation for a lot of like the problems throughout them. And I think a lot of people are at the age now where it's just like, she just continues to be awful and people are tired of her profiting off of the back of Harry Potter. And the, 
kind of, yeah, that's just kind of where, that's where we're at, I think. Am I yeah. with that? Yeah. And I mean, that's the, that, that largely is the core of it is that there has been significant controversy just, I mean, not just regarding this game, but, you know, there are still Fantastic Beast movies coming out. There's mm-hmm. digital H- HBO television series. You yeah. know, I mean, Harry Potter is still an active franchise and has been for, I mean, off and on, but has been pretty much for the last 20 years. Um and so it is a thing where when you have a, and, and it's not a new thing necessarily. I mean, there are plenty of like, there are plenty of creations, artistic creations, movies, <clears throat> properties, like literature, whatever, mm-hmm. where the creator has some problems. Um, oh yeah. You know, Ooh, the, yeah. but the main issue right now and it, I mean, again, like this has happened, but like the the primary issue right now is that you can't you can't write it off as like oh that was like you know I'm reading we're adapting this property from some guy that was a racist a hundred years ago like J.K. Rowling yeah. is here now making comments and and it is a thing where it it's very to me it's very strange like to me it's very strange because. I mean, I, I've, I, I don't know J.K. Rowling. I don't know like her whole, no, her whole whatever, like what kind of brought her to this point in her life. But like Harry Potter, at least to me, seems like a property. Like if there were a property that would be very like LGBTQ, like pro forward, trans mm-hmm. forward, like all of these things, it would be the Harry Potter universe because it is this universe where it's like, you know, you can take this potion and change gender and you can do this thing. And like, I mean, it's a, it's a universe legitimately where the people in this universe are regularly doing these things that the author has openly come out being against. And so like the, and, and that's kind of the main core thing that like, we wanted to talk about and the main reason I wanted, you know, I brought it up. Like I want, I wanted to kind of talk about it cause it was on my mind, but like it's a, I think the main question being here, like is, can you like, because I, I don't know that you can just like, you know, we're, we're both white heterosexual, like cisgendered mm-hmm. men. Like we, we are not the authorities in this realm to be able to like no. say one way or the other, like this is the way that you should think, or this is the way that you do. But I think it's like, I think there are a lot of people who are in this position where it's like, what do I do? Like what, here is a game. Like I grew up with, with Harry Potter or like in mm-hmm. your case, like you came to it a little bit later, but still beloved, still like yes. still a huge part of your life. You want to actively engage in this world, but how do you and separate it from a creator that you see as problematic that like has all of these thoughts that you don't agree with who not only that, but is openly like, I mean, regardless of her thoughts like anybody who is in a who has a platform and uses that platform to tear down just groups of people is like 
is a problem for me, period. Like, I just yep. can't imagine being in that position where it's like, okay, I have a bunch of followers and I have this platform and I'm going to use it not to like solve a cause or a crisis, but I'm going to use it to like target a group of people and like openly shit on them over and over and over yeah. again. And many of whom like are fans of the property that I created. I'm going to say, thank you so much for your money. Eat shit. <laughs> you non-human yeah. person. Like, and it's this kind of, you know, as a, as a white heterosexual cisgendered men, like I don't know what to think about like Hogwarts legacy at the end of the day. Like, I don't know if I will buy it or not because like there's, and I think, and I think at the core of it, like, I don't think there's necessarily a wrong answer to it because like the people who developed the game are not JK Rowling. The people who like created this that are like, trying to create this world like in the world itself is not JK Rowling. Like it's very, the world of Harry Potter is very inclusive. And like the actors who acted in the movies are very like openly mm-hmm. against the comments. Like, but it's, you know, at the same time supporting her property potentially like supports her words and her cause and mm-hmm. also supports her monetarily. And so like, it's a difficult thing, but I don't know if there's a wrong answer. I don't know that like if you buy the game and play it, that you are a bad person for doing that. I don't know if you choosing not to play it makes you a better person. I think it's like, it's such a nuanced issue because it is like, because it's a lot of feelings. If it were just like, here is a hero, here is a person whose ideals I've held in such regard for so long and now they've shifted. Mm-hmm. Well, like you can shift your opinion, you can shift and move, but mm-hmm. like, you know, the Harry Potter franchise does feel like this pure bastion away from her, regardless of her, like, you know, because at the core of it, like, yeah, that world, even though it was created by somebody who is openly transphobic and you know, all of these things like doesn't seem like that world. It doesn't seem like a world where like, that would have been created by somebody who was that way. And so like, you know, it's easy to escape into it and still enjoy it and still whatever, but I don't know. I think it's like, it's, I think it's an exhausting thing to an extent Mm -hmm. to like be having this to like anytime there, because like, I know WB and all of these, like they, they probably like, if they had it their own way, they would just excise JK Rowling. And maybe oh, I could yeah. be wrong. I don't know. Like, who knows? I have no clue. But like, and it's tougher than that. Like, she's tied to it. Um, but I don't know. I don't know, Corey. It's like I I mean, frankly, having watched the state of play, I think it made me feel a little bit better because like I wasn't super impressed by it. And I don't know if that's like yeah. some of my bias. Like, I don't know if I'm sitting there and I'm just like, like I, like I'm already a little ho-hum about just the whole thing in general. So I'm not like being wowed by anything. It didn't look great. It didn't look any, like any sort of, I think the only like potential magic, haha, quote unquote in there that was like, that drew me in was just the fact that it's that universe that it's 
the Hogwarts yeah. universe as a game. I mean, it, it looked kind of like a potato. Like it wasn't anything. I mean, it was fine, but it didn't look like anything. And so I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe that'll make it easier <laughs> to, to not get yeah. it whenever it comes out, if it turns out to not be great. But even if it's, I mean, if it were, I think that's the hard thing is like, if it were Elden ring level, of hype and like just like yeah. this is game of the year. I mean, at that point, like I don't, I don't know what I would choose, and I, I feel like I would, I don't know. Personally, I feel like I would feel bad if I did get it because I would, you know, I would be choosing to indulge like my own, my own inner, my own like desire for entertainment over the feelings of real people who were openly trying to like be heard and not be like discriminated against by its mm-hmm. creator. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. I think, I think there's, I think there is a lot of, I don't know. I'm, I'm rambling a lot. I'm saying a lot of things. Um, you talk for a minute, Corey, you, okay. you, you say something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, let's, you know, uh, yeah, let's talk about Rowling first. I'll, I'll get to the gameplay in a bit. You know, with Hogwarts Legacy and like, should you buy it? Should you not? Does it make you a bad person for buying it? Does it make you a good person for not buying it? You know, I don't know if there's a right answer there. I think there's a couple wrong answers there. Um, but I don't think they're, you know, am I like saying, am I a bad person if I buy the game? I mean, if am I a bad person if I watch a Chelsea game right now mm-hmm. and over in the Premier League, whose owner is a Russian oligarch who has donated money to like who's friends with Putin has donated money to the war that like where they invaded Ukraine and now he's like walking back on it, but like you know he's a very bad person. They've frozen his assets, all that. Am I a bad person for watching the Chelsea game? You know, it's this is making this is two different like. This is tomato and orange right now, but yeah. you know I don't think you're a bad person for buying the game. Am I going to buy the game? Probably not. The yeah. more like I've, I might do it. Who knows? I don't, I don't know. Um, but I'm leaning towards not. We'll look into the gameplay in a bit, just because like I've seen a lot of people talking about how like the best way to prevent J.K. Rowling from like continuing to be just like the POS that she is does uh, such a step putting like money in her pocket with it and stop like supporting a lot of this stuff because so much of like what she's saying is extremely harmful. And another problem is, is she is backing it up with a lot of like the people she knows, um, yeah. especially over in the UK, <clears throat> like she is putting money in the pockets of people who very much agree with her stance, who have the power to make change over there. Right. And, you know, she says some like, very cryptic and very like misleading things, but it's like she's putting like her money isn't where her mouth is uh, either half the time. And I would look at like all the things that she's doing. It's just like, like I have my books. I'll probably not buy like any more of them. I like, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll still reread them just because of like the comfort level that it does like can bring me personally. But like the game is just, it's something where, you know, had this come out like a couple of years ago, I'd been all over it. But with the whole yeah. like discourse on it now, 
and with like where it's at. Again, there's no right answer to it. There's a couple of wrong answers of being like fully support JK Rowling, like go her, like I'm going to buy this game three yeah. times, get the deluxe. Like, you know, that's a wrong answer. Like, yeah. you know, I think, you know, yeah. if you do buy it and if it's something you're excited for, like that's absolutely fine. I think you just like have to look and like be aware of like, okay, what am I doing outside of like buying this game? Like, am I supporting my friends who are, um, LB, uh, I'm going to letters is late. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> the community, like, are right. you supporting your friends? Like, are you like donating to causes or like you being an ally? Like you, I think you need to look at those things and like, be sure you're like, you know, like on the right space, like for that, while you're like going for this, some people like, they might not even worry about that. And if like, you're not worrying about that and you're going for the game, like you're going to have fun, like that's okay. Like, I think you still need to recognize that rallying is a piece of shit. Um, yeah. And like, and I, and, and I, you don't maybe not need to understand it. It's good if you do, I think. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm now I'm rambling. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that, the, that, that is the, I think that's the core thing. Like that is the core right answer is that whatever you do, you should be, openly aware and openly like researching some of like what's some of the discourse and what's going on around it. Like the people who are potentially being hurt by it um, and how to be a good ally to the people around you who have a more direct involvement with some of the things going on. Because mm-hmm. like, cause that's the thing is like you can, I mean, I think like, I don't know. I mean, if you're, if for any reason you're wanting to get into Hogwarts legacy and play it and like really enjoy it because like, it's something that, you know, you want to play it with your dad because you guys like, this was a connection and like, yeah. you can, you like the, the wrong thing to do, I feel like would be to just completely like block off that side of your mind and be like, I just don't even, I don't even see it. I don't JK Rowling. I don't, I don't even know who is she? Like, I don't even know what's, yeah. what's going on. Like, I think you can still engage with the creation and engage with those things, but you just have to keep it in your mind. You have to think about it. You have to like, because I mean, the reality is we don't have to deal with it. You and I, like we aren't the targets of this. We aren't the people who are actively having to deal with it, but there are individuals who have been Harry Potter fans for a long time and really connected with that who are trans and who are openly feeling like they're just being disregarded by this mm-hmm. creator and have like are being directly affected. Like they don't have the luxury of being able to ignore this. And I think that that's the core thing is like we in re, like as support, we shouldn't either. Like we shouldn't have the, the luxury of just ignoring it and pretending like it isn't an issue. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's the core thing is like, I don't know if I'll get it. I, I mean, I'm not excited about it. I mean, I, I could, I feel like I could probably go without playing it. Um, but no. I might get it. But at the same time, like if I do, I'm going to be very openly aware of like the conversations I'm having and like really try to like understand the friends that I have who are more directly impacted by it. And like, understanding mm-hmm. their perspectives and understanding what's going on and like generally trying to further the progress of 
potentially trying to remove J.K. Rowling from the, again, haha, quote unquote, legacy of Hogwarts legacy and the rest yeah. of like the whole franchise. In the general. whole IP. Because I mean, yeah, I mean, because it's happened. I mean, you look at like Papa John. I mean, Papa yeah. John was a dick bag and he got just ousted by Papa John's and like now you can go to Papa John's and not support Papa John. Like, yep. Um, it's not unheard of. It could happen. And I think like, I don't think there's necessarily a wrong answer right now. I think you just have to stay informed and you have to be aware and you have to like, in our case, being the furthest removed from this, being the white guys up on a hill, like the best thing we can do, regardless of if we choose to engage with it or entertain it or whatever is be supportive and be very open-eared to anybody who is potentially being harmed by all of this to listen and to understand like their complaints, their concerns, where they're coming from with this and be willing to accept those kind of criticisms. And I think that's the only, I think that's the only thing you can do like that is right is that again, yeah, rambling all over the place because I think it's just a hard thing Oh, really, I mean, like coherently talk about it's a tough topic because this is such a huge thing and has been <clears> such <throat> a huge thing in so many people's lives. And, and I think I feel it's one of those things where this is, this is the game that so many people have dreamed of for 20 mm-hmm. years. And so what so many people have wanted, especially from like that leaked footage and like the early on what they showed, but and so this could be a hot take. I don't know. But after the state of play, I'm like, what? Like, I was lukewarm on it when I first watched it. Mm-hmm. And I texted some of my friends being like, you know, it looks like it has promise, but it also, like, it looks really rough around the edges. And, like, there's some things about it that just don't look great. And I went and watched it again. I'm just like, what? This game looked like it should have came out in 2016. It looks like a, if the, if this wasn't like Harry Potter, it would get no traction just because I'm looking at it. The combat while like casting spells and everything looks neat, but like you just stand in a room and like, just looks like you pick off guys one by one. Doesn't like there's any like real challenge to it. Yep. Um, it seems so shallow on like the, like, okay, you're in Hogwarts and they're like, there's classes, but you really, it looks like there's only going to be like three other characters that you're going to talk with, like yeah. across the school. Um, it, it just looks so quite frankly, like half-assed is the best way I can describe it. And that yeah. is just resting on the Harry Potter laurels of what this is. I'm just like, you had... The, I don't know if you had like the funding, but you had the chance to like create what would be an all timer in terms of like, regardless of the rowling effect of this game. And who knows, yeah. it could still be great, but based on what I've seen, like you had the chance to make an all timer of an RPG and it looks like you shit the bed on it. In my opinion, it just does not look good. It looks like yeah. PS2 gameplay on some like early PS4 graphics that quite just doesn't have a ton of appeal in terms of like what's yeah. going on there. And, and that's why I feel a lot more comfortable. Also maybe just being like, I think I may just pass on this just because it doesn't look great. 
there's the whole there's tons of issues around it just in general i feel bad for yeah. like the developers on the side of it who are making this game who one probably adore and love harry potter to death and have like made the game to the best of their ability and the best that like they were like have been led to do and it I just end up being a huge flop financially and like as a game because I was sorely unimpressed by it. And it could be the bias I have now against it, but at the same time, it just did not look good. Like yeah. at all. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It it looked it looked fun. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it I don't know. It's I mean honestly probably the best thing that WB and anybody who was making any sort of Harry Potter, anything could do is let Harry Potter like rest for like 20 years until JK Rowling like is just insane and has been divorced from all of this completely and then bring it back fresh and like, let's go. Yeah. Um, but I think it needs some like, it was one of the things where it had a little time off post Deathly Hallows Part 2 to Fantastic Beast 1, when it had mm-hmm. like three years, four years yep. off, something like that. That's one of those things yeah. where it's like, you really could have done like a decade off. You could have done a, the Star oh, yeah. Wars route and almost done like two decades off. And like, oh, yeah. just like you said, like 20 years. And I think it's in sore need of like a clean like break. And yeah. I don't think we'll ever get that just because it is a billion dollar IP that's just going to yeah. keep churning out money. People no matter want that kind money. Of, yeah. Kind of. It's, it's so weird to say, like, no matter the discourse, I don't want to make it seem like people's like voice doesn't have an opinion. doesn't change. Like there's a lot of pushback on rallying and I could see like her being ousted from a lot of the projects like getting her name taken off of it, but you never know. Yeah. I don't you know. Never know. Like you said, if, if they do that, <clears throat> that solves not all the problems, but it solves a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, at the end of the day though, I mean, we have, we have listeners, um, friends who I think are, closer to the issues with all of this and are more directly affected. Um, and so, you know, I mean, even every, after all of the rambling and after all of the like nothings that we've said, I feel feel (laughs) in a lot of ways, um, you know, I hope anybody who's listening to this does like, does know that we're supporting, you know, the, the fans Mm. and the people who were, who were struggling with, you know, their feelings of like trying to make their way in, in a fandom that has been a, like abandoned or a part of the fandom yeah. that has been abandoned by its creator. And, um, you know, we're, we are not in support of JK Rowling and all of her stuff Ish. that yeah. she's got going on. So, um, <clears throat> just know where we stand on that. And, uh, you know, again, we're, we're trying our best as, as two white men, we're trying our best to navigate, um, and be allies and do our things. And, you know, um, but the world's complicated. It's got a lot of stuff, a lot of things, a lot of, yeah, 
lots of stuff's going on. <laughs> so there's um, so much stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Corey, um, we made a show. I think we made um, a show. We did a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had some extra bits, but I'll save it for next week. I'll just save them all up and just, yeah. then it'll just become one big whole bit and just, uh, just a throw it at you. Yeah. Um, but Corey, um, this week, I hope you have a good week. Um, where yeah, can people too, find you this week? If they want to find you this week on the internet, if they're on the internet this to, week, if you, I mean, this week you can find me at my house. Uh, oh, <laughs> um, and no, the address um, is no. Um, so you can find me over on Twitter at stay thrashy or at Instagram at hash slinging thrasher. But as always, always, always follow us over on Twitter at arcade underscore cozy, where I will Yo. post a one minute clip of horizon forbidden West that I took today that will have a big spoiler in it. So don't watch it if you don't want to be spoiled, but it will be a really cool clip. So, um, yeah, Uh, where can they find you, Chris? Um, you can find me personally at four point pixel on Instagram at Swiss Joe on Twitter. Um, you can find us at arcade cozy on Instagram and you can reach out to us, email us, um, with comments, concerns, questions, about anything that you've heard here today or have heard us say previously at arcade cozy at gmail.com. Um, But, uh, yeah, Corey, next week, um, <clears throat> we'll have, I mean, you may be playing some Elden Ring, so I'm sure you'll have Ooh, some thoughts. I'll be playing some I Elden Ring. will hopefully have some thoughts about one of the many games that's coming out, whether it's Kirby, whether it's Ghostwire, whether I've delved into the chaos of Stranger of Paradise. Who oh, knows? Who um, knows? I would love it but, if you did. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll have some thoughts on some of those things as well, Corey. Um, but until then, uh, this has been Arcade Cozy. Yes. Uh, life is life hectic. Why do you have to be as hobbies be too? Let's go. See you guys. Love you. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.